John Furland, John Furland, John Furland, skating down the wing. Furland, John Furland, John Furland, the French Canadian king. Hello, welcome to episode 29 of the My Fancy Zamboni <laughs> podcast. Um, you can probably already tell it's a bit different to the normal ones. Um, we are live. Well, we're always live, to be fair. It doesn't go out live. We're not on Skype. We're on Skype. Um, you may hear the odd kettle noise. That's Greth. Um, Sorry. <laughs> he's picked up some bad habits over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, as per the usual, we're joined by Mr. Gareth Dutton. Hello, Greth. Hello. Who is Gareth Dutton? Hashtag, who is Gareth Dutton? We're joined by Dave, who looks very smug because the island has won. So, um, I'm going to pass it over to Dave. Hello, Dave. Oh, what was the score? Um... For the Islanders Penguins game, just remind me because I, I can't remember. <laughs> we're not going to go there. Um, <laughs> and we're joined by uh, Mr. Andy Stafford, who's not having technical issues this week because he's sat with us. Yes, it's, it's about time, isn't it? And this is the first time I believe we've all been in the same room uh, doing this this podcast. Yeah, so it's been a long time coming, isn't it? It has, you're right, yeah. Um, the problem is, uh, last time we had everybody in the same room, it was you, the one that lives in Sheffield, that couldn't <laughs> come round to our house in Sheffield. Greth was there, from Manchester. <laughs> um, so, there's been a lot that's gone over the last few weeks. Um, we've had the quarters, we've had the semis, we know who's won now. Um, so, we'll go with the quarters first. Um, Greth, we're Manchester in the quarters. <laughs> well, obviously they weren't. We were on the golf course. But Matt Jin is your favourite goalie, so... And he's re-signed as well. Exactly. So that's the first news. Yeah. That's the first news. Matt Jin has signed for Manchester. Greff, tell us what you think. I think it's amazing. Are you just going to make me hold the microphone every time you yep. talk? He's so lazy. Dave, what do you think to Matt Jin? You're the goalie amongst us. It's uh, important signing. And hopefully that he'll do well for the um, Storm again next season. But hopefully it takes him to the playoffs because they weren't in the playoffs this year. Yeah, the less said about that, the better, isn't it, Greff? Uh, Andy, what do you think to Matt Jin? Um, I think <laughs> I think when, he, when he's on his game and, and uh, the, the whole team just playing well chemistry-wise, I think it's pretty good. Uh, hopefully next season he'll have a better a better one for Manchester. Yeah. Um, so then we get to the quarters. Um, we'll start with Sheffield Cardiff because three of us were there. Um, Sheffield had a pretty convincing lead partway through the first two periods of the game in Sheffield. Um, threw away, was it four or five? I can't remember. Threw away a four-goal lead. It was 5-1. Um, defensively <laughs> poor in the latter parts of the game. Um, and Cardiff came back in. Uh, and then Cardiff, as expected, took over in Cardiff for the second leg. Uh, Dave, I'll, put, I'll pass it over to you first because you were the one that thought Sheffield would win. What, what, what did you think over the two games? If I'm honest, out of the four quarters, that was the best one. That was the, the battle. The other ones looked a bit easy in terms of the teams that were taking part. Cardiff-Sheffield gave everything. No, nothing held back. The hits, the job lot. Um, it was proper playoff hockey. It was great to watch. And we, for some reason, Sheffield managed to claw... Which they've not done all season against Cardiff, actually play some hockey that actually put them under pressure and put them on the back foot. But, you know, Cardiff showed the quality and they, they pulled it back in Sheffield and then did the business on Sunday, which was another great game. Um, but it was back, back and forth for you know, both teams. But Cardiff did the business and made it to the final four. Yeah, it was. Uh, I wasn't expecting to steal, for Seals to get a, a pretty big bleed. Uh, I think it was 
pretty much down to that power play they had in the first leg. Uh, the fact that power play, they could be made chances on two of them. And, um, yeah, sorry, stupid distracted there. Um, yeah, but again, just um, just discipline wise, you know, just went just just went there again. You know, they've, they've let go of a, a pretty sizable lead that uh, probably would have ensured them of uh, of a trip to, to the semi-finals. But um, yeah, just wanted to be in the, in the second leg as well. Just just discipline, you know, just went pretty well because Cardiff are great at home. We, we all know that, uh, and they really do. Putting a lot of effort for their fans and everything, and uh, yeah, we were playing really well, and then just just discipline just dropped, and then with that, you know, the, the heads just went as well, and uh, unfortunately for us, uh, it was Cardiff who went to the semis. Graf, what did you think? Well, I, I mean, no one's mentioned the what happened with the power play opportunity, how you actually got it. I mean, a sparing incident apparently. I. Didn't really see a spare in the video that I've seen. It's fencing. It was like fencing and yeah. stuff. Right? So it, was like it? it was it was interesting. We'll put it that way. And then obviously in what was a free sport game as well. Gotta get that out there. It was a really good game. Cardiff bringing it back. Seven three as well. That was it looked at one point like you guys were going to go through and then obviously didn't and then Cardiff went on and we know how that has ended this weekend yeah so did Manchester make the quarterfinals again just remind me no did Sheffield make the semi-finals no but at least we had a chance <laughs> um, anyway moving on from that um, I'll, I'll go over the hit I mean to be fair for me the spearing was a bit of a weird call um, but it was a blatant five plus game for Nian. For me, that was the weird part. I mean, two minutes for tripping was an abomination. He blatantly led him with his knee, um, and then, yeah, I, I don't. Part of me even wonders if the referee kind of thought I'm going to call that for tripping, but then called the five game anyway. It was just really strange. It was kind of like they knew they had to give a five plus game for something, and they just called what they thought they could get away with. Um, it was definitely Nian. That was definitely the five plus game. And there was a lot of sick work, um, but that was, you know, like I said, it was like a fencing mat. The, the players just came together and that was it. It was, you know, six of plenty, but for, for the game penalty was for the Nian, not, not the spearing that was given. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, had they called it correctly, I suspect Dops may have, may have given a couple of games. Who knows? Um, but you know it is what it is sadly uh, in the respect of the, the correct call being made yeah absolutely so then we move on to uh, the next leg so we'll go Nottingham 5 yeah Nottingham 5 um, so after game 1 I've got the results in front of me because I can't remember it's been a long time game 1 ended 3-3 <laughs> so they set up for a, a pretty good second leg uh, which Nottingham just ran away with 3-0 um, to Nottingham in the first leg no, in the second leg, three 0 to Nottingham in the second leg, um, secured Nottingham a place in the in the semis. What did we make of that? I mean, I don't, none of us saw it, but you can see the results. You get a pretty good idea. Yeah, it was fantastic leg. I mean, uh, after the leg and series, sorry. Um, yeah, it, it was great for both teams. I mean, uh, after the first, both teams were in it, uh, but. I think maybe the travel was a bit of a, a hindrance for Fife uh, and of 
course, at home, Nottingham, really good as well for their fans. I bet it was a loud building as well. Um, so, yeah, the greatest night of the game. Uh, they deserve to get there. They did really well, and, uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I think, as we can probably outside Cardiff for about, but we'll come to that later. I think the Nottingham 5 game, the home, well, the one in Kirkcaldy, being 3R, which was something like a cracking game, and we all said Panthers were probably going to win it, if memory serves me right. And that, well... We didn't actually. I said five were going to win it, but let's, we'll not go there. We've not no, got no. the results and the predictions because I didn't oh, do very surprise, well. Surprise. What a surprise. Uh, that must what be. That's surprise. That Joseph's not done well last weekend. It definitely has to be. What can I say? Dave, what did we think of the, uh, the Nottingham result? I, I suspect that, you know, the experience of, of the Panthers got them through, you know, they got the, the best result they could have if they we are winning in making sure it was all to play for in terms of a level playing field and scoreline they, they take them in, in Nottingham and got you know was it 3-0 the final score 3-0 yeah. you know you, you knew that the Panthers would have got the victory at home it was what damage that Fife could have done in Kikari that would have given the opportunity to make the final four you know this time they, they haven't um, and you know it's what it is um, Nottingham made it and We'll discuss it in the their semi-final, but uh, <laughs> we, will, we will discuss the semi-finals in due course. Um, but uh, you know, they, they, they had to, five for them to get through. They had to get two, three, four goals. We discussed it with uh, Brad in no, Glasgow, my apologies, in Guildford. Same with five. They had to get a good lead going down Nottingham to give them a chance to make the final four. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'll, 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 no, I'll say I, I was the one that thought five was were, were going to take the win. Um, obviously, we know that they were slightly short benched, um, few injuries, and then obviously they got the the suspension as well, uh, which which obviously didn't help them. I have to admit, after the first leg when it ended three three, it was kind of evident that Panthers were going to do the damage at home. So I kind of expected it in the sec- going into the second leg. I kind of expected the Panthers to get the win, um, but. Just because we like to give a little more on the podcast, normally that'd be it, but we actually have a Panthers fan who was at the game, so we'll pass him over now. Do you want to introduce yourself and then tell us what you thought of the game? Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, my name is Mike Lee, um, but first of all, I'd like to thank uh, my fancy Zamboni for an excellent podcast. They do a great job. So yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't go to the away game, but um, the, the happy clappers were were there in attendance. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to those guys because uh, they do a great uh, job of supporting the Panthers. But yeah, the home game, uh, a lot of debate about um, some of the injuries, some of the suspensions, some of the decisions, some dots. But I've got to say, we did really well to defend the one goal lead and. At the end of the day, I think we did really, really well to come out on top and pressed home for the, the, the 3-0 win eventually. So, fair play. I think we deserve the win in the end, but all respect to Fife. Uh, and it's a really good ring to go and, and play. We've been up there on the way games. We really enjoyed the atmosphere. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, thank you very much. I'll pass back to the attendees. Thanks for that, Mike. Um, yeah, it's, it's always nice to have somebody that was at, at one of the games. You know, it's hard for us to say from the results. So, um, as, as you already said, I mean, going into Kokodi is never an easy game. 
uh, and that would have been the difference maker for me, as I say. But um, yeah, a good, a good, good two legs between Fife and Nottingham set up for a good second leg, as I say, with a three-three finish. So going on to the next, um, yeah, going on to the next leg of the, <laughs> of the quarters, uh, we had Guildford and Glasgow. Uh, so, Glasgow were up 3-2 at the end of the first leg. And again, for me, it looked like you know, they got you know, Glasgow took the damage in Guildford, making that big trip up to Glasgow from Guildford. Looked like it was going to take its toll. I'd have probably put my money on Glasgow going into that second game. I know that I said Guildford were going to win across the two legs, but following the first result, I thought that, uh, I thought that Glasgow would have probably got it at home. Wasn't to be the way. Guildford weren't going to have it. Uh, and they took a 5-0 win. So, Gref, what, what did you make of that? Well, I think the game in Guildford probably got a better better battle from Clan. What it looks like and going off the score, Clan at home, they looked like they didn't really turn up. It's a 5-0 loss in their own barn. That has to hurt. Especially with their, being their last game before the playoff weekend. I suppose the second leg was probably the shock of the whole weekend in terms of the, the quarterfinals. Um, you kind of expected Glasgow to come out all guns blazing, but then the Flames did the business and the, the team quality that they have shone through and, and you know, given a score and that I don't think anybody realistically expected in terms of the dominance of that second leg. Um, no, was it? it was a 5-0 second leg and that's, that's a, a great result for him in respect of a quarterfinal but the travel and everything and you know Guildford making the uh, the final four for the first time in their two years in the Elite League so they're showing that they were a great addition to the league and you know they obviously had a, a, a tough semi-final in the final four but obviously we'll go into that very shortly Yeah, Gifford did really well. Um, I wasn't expecting them uh, to be so so dominant in Glasgow, but uh, it's really good for them. Uh, and considering it's one of their second uh, full season in the in the league, it's amazing what they've achieved. I mean, Paul Dixon's done a fantastic job. And, you know, to get to the final of the Challenge Cup and then uh, to get to the playoffs finals as well is fantastic for them. And it, it just shows the sort of calibre uh, that he's bringing in, uh, and just the things that he can do is absolutely fantastic. So. I can't see things getting even better for Guildford. Uh, I think next season they're going to do just as good, if not better. Yes, and then the final leg um, of the quarters, we have the Giants against the Blaze. Obviously, the Blaze doing the damage for the Devils to give the Giants the league win. Um, so it was always going to be a decent matchup, but I don't think anybody really expected the games to be blown out of the water quite as much as they were so the first leg ended 5-0 uh, and then we went on to the second leg which was 7-2 so it was a 12-2 aggregate score across the two legs so um, pretty convincing as far as it goes yeah I think it's more of thanks for letting us win the league we're going to just puff, we're going to bat you now <laughs> <laughs> I mean 5-0 the home game yeah I think that's the game they got the trophy as well the Monty 2.0 and then 7-2 in Coventry. Wow. <laughs> I don't think... I think Hackett had his best games the weekend before. And yeah, as the joke goes, he couldn't hack it. 
That was terrible, Griff. You should be ashamed. Um, don't think Coventry had anything left in the tank to they get everything to, to stop the Devils winning the league. And the, the, the scoreline just shows that they just had nothing left. They did everything in their, in their powers to stop the rivals winning. So Belfast did the business. They It could have been a tough quarterfinal for them, but Belfast walked them. And, you know, they, they did everything they needed to do and probably even troubled at any point in either leg to, uh, to make it to Nottingham. It was absolute dominance from Belfast. I mean, uh, they, they really gave it to Coventry after, obviously, um, <laughs> pretty much uh, helping them in the league. And, um, yeah, it, it just shows that they're, they're in business. Even though they've won, uh, done really well this season already, you know, they've they already had the Challenge Cup uh, trophy in the bag. And uh, it shows that, that they don't stop there, you know. They, they're obviously with the league as well. Um, they're in business this, this year. They've done really, really well. And uh, just like some... Just the calibre of players I've got, you know, Dwyer, uh, coming in half the season, um, Bourne, uh, just so many great lines on there. You know, there's four solid lines, and uh, yeah, I, I don't even comment on Sean Gold, did they? Uh, didn't sound like it, uh, but uh, they might as, well, might as well just play Dunderwell Hockey in the lake. Well, they will have by getting two goals in the second leg, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> In the words of Meatloaf, you took the words right out of my mouth there, Dave, exactly what I was just going to say. Um, once again, we have somebody that was uh, that was in attendance at the Belfast Coventry game. Um, so we're going to put her on now. Again, introduce yourself and then tell us what you thought of the game. Hi, I'm Joe, the Brimline Corner drummer. Everybody knows who I am. Um, yeah, shout out for Besco. What else could you ask for? Five different people scoring in that first, in the home leg. And a Hattie for Paddy Dwyer. Paddy is your daddy. Scored a Hattie in the first period. <laughs> yeah, we we couldn't we couldn't done any better. Twelve to an aggregate. What else can you say? Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to say, there's not really much more you can say from a 12-2 game, is there really? You won 12-2, that's all there really needs to be said. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, five different scores is, is, is huge as well. It shows you the depth that they've got across the team in that first leg. Um, Jonathan Furlan was one, was he? Okay, well, um, fair play. Everybody needs to take a drink, because that's our normal drinking game. We've got a lot of empty glasses around here. Um, so... Then we were set up for the playoff final weekend, that fabled weekend that everybody in the Elite League waits for. Um, we had the matchups with Belfast against Guildford and then Cardiff against Nottingham. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pass over to Greth for the first game in the semis, just for something different. Greth, what did you think to the first game? I think it was uh, probably one of the better games of the, the Saturday. It was. It looked like it was a. There were two games, Greth. It was either the better game or it was the worst game. <laughs> it really was the better game. I mean, we'll come to the the Cardiff one later on. I mean, that really did look like it was a, a third three fourth Sunday afternoon game. But the Belfast Guildford one, that looked a, a challenging one for Belfast. Guildford just couldn't put get the goals past Basco. And it's probably why he's probably one of the better goalers in the league. Just again, they did get a goal past best goal because it was 2-1. They got one. <laughs> and they had how many shots? I mean... I don't know. Carry on and I'll tell you. <laughs> I think they probably had about, what, 
at least 20. Take, take a guess. Take to how many, Exactly how many would you say, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Uh, I'll say about 23. Not even close. 18. 18. <laughs> Shows how good Belfast defence is. It's like tracking. Very much so, backtracking. It was, it's a type of fixture that you've seen before where the league champions or the number one ranked team will go in and you expect them to get through and win, but you have the opposition just really making it tough. And Guildford did that in their respect. And, you know, they, they pushed him and they did the same in the Challenge Cup final. They pushed him all the way into overtime. They've done it in league games. And it was the Giants, their quality showed again to get through, to get over the line. And it was the one game that, you know, you, they, they struggled with, they, you know, to get into some groove. But fair play to them. They, um, they, they got through to the final. Um, but, yeah, probably the, the, the tougher of the two games, we can always talk about the, the Panthers game against the Devils uh, in due course, but uh, I'll pass it on to Andy. Yeah, it was definitely one of the closer games uh, than, than I thought it would be. Uh, I mean, both teams played really well, uh, really getting into stuff. Uh, I was surprised uh, Guildford got that lead in the first period. Uh, really well, it was a nice goal as well. Um, but uh, just resilience of Belfast, you know, just the depth on on their team is unbelievable. And uh, even under pressure, you know, you know they, they come really well. Uh, but it's, it's never a safe dying team from Belfast, you know, they're... they're just playing so well, and uh, it's it nice goal as well from uh, from John Fairland. Uh, really well to get that puck off the post and uh, and pass the line uh, for their first goal. And uh, sorry, celebration as well with the Panthers fans. That was that was really good. Um, but yeah, uh, just shows Belfast now. They're, they're a really good team, and uh, and they can grind out games until the very end, and then they took the lead. Uh, and then just, just fantastic game to watch, and definitely one of the most expected uh, most uh, unexpected results in the end uh, I'd love to see Guildford uh, go on and win it but uh, obviously it just wasn't meant to be uh, Belfast was a stronger team and uh, credit to them uh, they, they really earned to be in that final Yeah it was almost like a rerun of the uh, of the Challenge Cup wasn't it really um, I mean 2-1 game uh, Guildford were leading as well for a fair bit it looked like Guildford may even uh, may even have taken it and then our uh, favourite Belfast player Mr. Uh, Mr. Jonathan Furland Put the uh, put a goal in a nice finish, uh, top shelf, uh, and then obviously Patty Dwyer puts the second in to get the win. I don't think anybody really expected Belfast to not make the final, but it was always going to be a difficult game. So, um, but yeah, you know it, it, it went the way that it went. Two-one game, very very good game for everybody to watch. Going from that game, we then went into the second semi-final, which was maybe not the most entertaining game for everybody to watch. Um, almost like watching a third v fourth game on the Saturday, I would have almost said. Um, Dave, do you want to tell us about that? Tell us the result and uh, what your impressions of the game were, given that you only watched one period of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. Um, but what was the final score? Was it, it was 9-4. You know, and as a Sheffield fan, you have a bad year. Then the, the Panthers, sorry, they give you something to smile over the sum of the destruction that they had on their own pad, and that's all it is. And that's the only way you can describe it. Devils came out and meant business. Lingley, who how shall I describe him in a, in a PC where he was an absolute rat in the quarterfinal, but the rat that makes you win titles. He's the guy that gives you that you know, impetus. He was again was a star in that semi-final, and that backhand goal that was something beautiful. And if you haven't seen it, check it because it is. 
one of the better goals you'll see all season. Um, did you expect? I expect the Devils to win, but by that margin, not a chance. Um, but oh, I'm not going to lie; I enjoyed that scoreline um, from the pub. From the pub, <laughs> absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah, nine four. What can what's what's, yeah. what's what's enough to say about that? Well, nine goals were scored um, for one team and four well, yeah. for the other. You got four goals from Charles Ingley. I mean, we all thought that was going to be what three one four one game. Mm. Four nil at the end of the first period. Can't really say much about the second or third. I was I was with Dave. Well, if it was four nil at the end of the first period, then there were five goals scored for Cardiff in the other two. And then Quick maths. There we go. <laughs> Like it, yeah. Um, it was absolute golf fest, you know. I mean, I uh, wasn't expecting uh, for it to be like that on, on, on the semi finals. I was just like Joe said, I think it more bored to be a third v fourth game. Uh, but uh, not just Langley, I mean, that goal was absolute beauty. I, I mean, uh, no, no chance for Munson. Uh, it was on pretty tight angle as well. He just got enough leverage on that to get up, up past his shoulder. Um, but Cardiff in general, they've been playing like they're not just playing for a season, playing like they play for two or three, because they just knew each, they knew where each other was, and uh, just just so clinical in the finishing, uh, just a really good physical game as well. Uh, I, I just took Nottingham completely out of the, out of the occasion. Uh, you know, they, they pretty much had almost no chance on that, and that, that and that's just down to the Devils team in general. It's just the chemistry of that team is unbelievable, and uh, what Andrews Lord's getting prepared, and mentally and physically physically prepared. For that game is absolutely uh, top notch. So, credit to Andrew Lord and the Cardiff Devils. Yeah, I bet Andrew Lord just kind of wishes that they couldn't have pulled off that kind of result against Coventry the week before or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's um, it was one of those games. It certainly wasn't an edge of the seat game, but um, it, you know that's the way it goes. I think Cardiff were out to prove a point um, after after not. Taking the league title, and you know they were out to get some silverware. To be fair, the team, the fact that they led the league along with the Giants by 22 points, I think everybody across the league would probably begrudgingly admit that they deserve some silverware across the year. And obviously, you know they certainly set themselves out nicely in that first game, nine-four win against Nottingham. Um, yeah, really, really set themselves up for the final. So. Then we go through to the finals day, the Sunday. Obviously, we have the final. We have the third and fourth game that everybody so loves. Um, the, the, the game that brought Adam so much money. We'll give you the credit, mate. Don't worry, you're there. You're there giving us the signals. Um, yeah. We talked last podcast about how we like to uh, cash in and how we like to look at the uh, the goals totals and the, and the bets on the amount of goals that are going to be scored in the third and fourth game. Um, and actually, everybody that put a bet on that one capitalised on that, didn't they? Yeah, everybody cashed in. So, um, yeah, fair play. Uh, Dave, do you want to tell us about the third and fourth game that we didn't watch? <laughs> I think it's the first time that any of our predictions on the podcast have actually come right and we actually benefited from it. I think it's the first time all season because our predictions have been awful all year. So, yeah, um, a game that is, I'll be honest, a waste of time in respect of no one values it. Um, they don't, you know, the players don't care because they want to be in the final. If they're not in the final, they don't care. They want to drive or go home. 
but the league they think it's necessary. I'm just not sure where the logic comes from. Uh, but you know, Nottingham turned up and uh, scored goals. Guildford scored enough. Um, plenty of bets were put on because that's one of the things on the Sunday morning, the play weekend. Everyone discusses the bets and and where you can get the odds on. And I think a lot of people made a, a little bit of money this on today. So. Congratulations to those who betted and was successful. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Dave knows for a fact that I didn't, um, but that's not the point. Um, let's not talk about how penguins did, Dave. Let, right, you're really upsetting me right now. Yes, I am. Yes, indeed. Griff, what did you think? Um, I'm not taking a Panther Joe tile here because I didn't watch the game. Um, yeah, 9-5 to Nottingham. Did you watch the third and fourth game? Considering I stood next to you, Panther Joe. No, I didn't. <laughs> all I needed was a yes or no, Greg. You made it awkward. <laughs> Why didn't you watch the third and fourth game? Why not? Because I was in bunkers. And thank you, Greg. That's all I can ask you. Um, <laughs> Andy, what did you think to the 9-5 result for the Panthers? Certainly a turnaround from the 9-4 smashing the day before. I thought it was a lot closer than the score I might suggest. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really an end to end. I'm surprised it didn't go to overtime. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like Stracker said into last night with, uh, with Andrew Lord. I mean, he said, no, no, it's not a game that anyone wants to play in. And just the whole point of it is beggars believe. Why, why not make a better use of it? Like, like some like a skills competition, or you know, just something different, or something more worthwhile. I mean, um, I, I saw a photo I posted on, on my banter groups of uh, looking down at so many phone screens and beach balls rather than anyone looking at the play. You know, everyone like the whole clan fans were cheering when a beach ball went onto the bench rather than the actual play. So it, it, it kind of just just say it all, really, doesn't it? I mean. It's, it's something that I think the league needs to look at and, and just take it out of the equation because it's, it's such a boring and insult to British ice hockey, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a waste of time, and I, I think they should, they should scrap it. But, uh, well, they're not again. Uh, they really deserve that. Thank you, Andy. Um, <laughs> I really know what I can add to that. Um, <laughs> We're going to throw it over to Mike, because uh, Mike went to the third and fourth game in a second. But the one thing I'll say about the third and fourth game that really stands out to me is he, I think, Mike, to when uh, Belfast played in the third and fourth, other than the fact that you can win some money on the bet side, and we know that already. But I think back to like the game when Belfast were in the third and fourth game and Kevin Westgarth was on the roster. And a guy like Kevin Westgarth, a guy who was, like, you know, who had the, he was on a Stanley Cup winning team, and every time he stepped on the ice, he had an arena full of fans chanting and cheering for him for the first time all season. Um, it was just, I think it just summed up the third and fourth game for me. But um, I'll throw it over to Mike because you were at the third and fourth game, so we'll see what you thought. Yeah, thanks. Uh, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge how gracious the uh, Steelers fans in this room have been tonight. Welcome. <laughs> um, you know, we want 10. Um, <laughs> So, if I'm asked to comment on yesterday, yeah, uh, you know, there's no argument. Um, Cardiff absolutely annihilated us. 
you know, uh, we could talk about the injuries, we could talk about Hughes going out in the first two minutes, we could talk about Farmer not being in the line, but, you know, fair play, it was uh, it was a really good job by Cardiff. As for today, uh, I would like to actually acknowledge how good Tetz was, was and I, I think also Gospel uh, should also get some acknowledgement for um, his netty duties. I think he did absolutely brilliant for a couple of periods, so well done him, and... Um, yeah, you know, there's it, a debate about whether today's uh, third place was really a, a sort of a worthy competition. But if it was a competition of hangovers, I think uh, the Panthers won. I think that's the best kind of competition all season, isn't it? A competition of hangovers sums up the play uh, sums up the playoffs perfectly. Um, so then we finish that. We go into the actual final game. Um, Belfast Cardiff. The way that I think it was always, not necessarily the way it was always going to be, but the way that I think everybody had the best lineup for the, for the game. I mean, the way it finished between Belfast and Cardiff, 22 points clear of everybody else in the league, and to finish so bizarrely and on such a twisting point when Cardiff didn't win the league. Um, yeah, I, I think, it, think it was always it was always going to be possibly the best matchup, and um, and we certainly got a good final. I'll, I'll, I'll put my cards on the table straight away because I know for a fact that Dave's going to mention it anyway. Um, I put a bet on that it was going to go into overtime. Um, an overtime result for either team would have got me £40. <laughs> but 2-1 in regulation. Dave, what did you think to the game? If it's any consolation, mate, I thought, and the way the game panned out, it was destined for overtime. The two teams are very close. They're evenly matched throughout the whole game. And... You know, it was you know both teams had something to play for. Belfast to win a legitimate Grand Slam, uh, not an elegant version. Um, Cardiff, with the season they've had and not having anything to show for, they was their last chance of getting something. You know, and that's not being disrespectful, but you know, ninety-two points is a fantastic return, but had nothing to show for. This was their last chance, so both teams had everything to play for. Great game. End to end, I thought they got the, uh, the matches wrong for Belfast. I, I would have gone the netminders. I thought the best two players on both sides, best Warren and Bams. The save Bams pulled off in the second period. Oh, my God. That was ridiculous. It was superb. Uh, and I just hope to God he can pull off that against the likes of USA, Canada and Finland uh, in Slovakia. Uh, but, no, fair play to the Devils. 2-1 um, victory for them. You always thought there were more goals, but the defensive element from both sides played their part. And uh, one of the better finals that we've seen over the last few years weren't a match on the, the final two years ago, which was probably the best final we've had for a long time across the board. And Which went into overtime. Went into overtime. Levi Nelson was uh, top shelf on bounds. And uh, that's, you know, well done, Cardiff. Um... They, they got it there. I don't, I don't think it was the best team one because I thought both seeds were just even across the, the whole game. Uh, but they just got the edge. And well done to them. I'll just ask the question before I throw it out to Gref and Andy as well. What did we think to the hit? And there was a, there was a very there was a very controversial hit. Um, I don't, who was it that made the hit? I know who was on. Was it Ben Tavoglio? Was it Ben Tavoglio? Ben Tavoglio made a hit on Darcy Murphy. Um... Murphy made an effort to get up, and it didn't really go to plan. He was he was out for the count. Um, I've heard different people giving different responses to it. 
my interpretation, I'll put my cards on the table straight away, my interpretation from first viewing and a, a vaguely blurred replay that we managed to load in the arena was that it was a shoulder-to-shoulder hit. It was a good hit for me. Um, like you know, <laughs> Not like wrestling's. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it was a good hit. It was, a, if anything, it was a, you know, <laughs> it was absolutely great hit in a, in a good game. There were a, there were a few big hits. That was the absolute, that was the absolute stonewall hit. But um, I, I don't know what you guys thought. I, I actually missed it in, in real time, so I had to rely on the replay. But I'll say one thing: I felt Belfast changed their game plan on that hit. Instead of playing the game that they can do, they kind of went out to actually hurt or get revenge or get an answer for the call, for a better phrase. Um, Riley was incensed from the off-go, and it just felt like they, did, they changed their whole mindset. So, But I thought the, the hit were clean. I thought, it was, you know, shoulder to shoulder once I saw the replay. But, you know, playoff hockey gives you the big hits, and that's what we got. I'll it to, to Andy. Yeah, for me, we saw a story as well. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't think most Belfast fans had a great angle on that. Obviously, with the, the whole body in the way, they probably wouldn't have seen uh, the, the direct contact of where the hit was from. Um, it, it's a clean hit for me. I mean, uh, Murphy had his head down the whole time, uh, and uh, I think he, he, he couldn't get back up because he just wasn't expecting it. He wasn't expecting that to happen. He just took him by surprise. Uh, fortunately, though, he came back a few minutes later. Uh, didn't seem too phased by it. Still played a really good, a really good game. Uh, so I, I think it is mostly on, on, on the interpretation of what sort of view you've got. Uh, I mean, different from my angle. Cause, uh, luckily, I have my glasses on, so I can actually so I saw it uh, without any blurring. Um, so it was, for me, it was definitely shoulder to shoulder. Uh, just, just size of Murphy, a bit smaller than, than Metavoglio's. Uh, so in, in, in that case, a, a very clean hit for me. And it was Drew Schuster that did the hit, but it was a beautiful hit. One of the best hits I've seen all season that was actually clean and not dirty. It wasn't Dops band relatable. And Bouncer, what a game he had. That second period save. And I think the whole arena thought that I was going in the back of the net. Yeah, I think everyone in the arena cheered him as well. It's unreal. I mean, hopefully he can play. I think he can. Hopefully he can do that in Slovakia next month. Be amazing if he can. I think Belfast were probably one of the better teams of the night, but unfortunately, they didn't get on the scoreboard only once, as you know, Joe. How's just on goal for Greth? Um, did Manchester make the playoffs again? Just remind me. Did you make the final four? Did you make the final eight? Well, no, obviously not. <laughs> so we've come to a stalemate then, doesn't it? Um, so, obviously, big congratulations to the Cardiff Devils. Um, as I say already, fully, thoroughly deserved some silverware this season with a team that they had. 92 points, as did Belfast in the league. Like that, That's outstanding. We've already talked last episode about 22 points clear. Uh, and how much of an achievement that was. So, big congratulations to the Cardiff Devils. Um, it was a great game. You can't really ask for much more. Another good game on free sports as well. Um, so, yeah. No, oh, well, that, you know, that brings an end to the Elite League season. Uh, Andy's... What? I'll pass Andy back over because I'm not quite sure what he's trying to say. Well, the breathing skills weren't as good there. Now he's got too, too uh, focused on, on the hit rather than... Uh, 
the actual game itself was a great game for both teams. I mean, uh, uh, Bav has had a, had a fantastic chance uh, early in, in the first few minutes of that game. I mean, it's good to say from Besco, uh, from uh, Bam, sorry. Gusting bounds, he just got a piece of it enough to deflect it onto the post. Uh, but uh, uh, the, the bouncy save was amazing as well. Uh, I mean, uh, if that shot was a bit more to the right, they would have gone in, but it's still a, a very good save from Bouncy. Uh, could have gone either way, and uh, it was basically just almost like a repeat from uh, yesterday's game. Uh, you, you know, uh, um, Kai's gone ahead by one goal, uh, and then later in the game, uh, Belfast went back. As well, which uh, was really great, except for a very, very tense uh, last last few minutes. Uh, but credit to Cardiff, you know, their, their five on three killing was amazing. Uh, a fantastic shot block from Mark Richardson as well. They looked uh, pretty bound upon that, but it just shows the resilience from that team. You know, they, they put the bodies on the line, uh, they protect the balance at all times, and uh, even in the final, the final few minutes, uh, Belfast through the kitchen sink at Cardiff, uh, but Cardiff did really, really well to to uh, throw them off, and uh, a, a great win for Cardiff in the end. Yeah, thanks, Andy, for that. Um, so, yeah, no, big congratulations to Cardiff. Um, thank you for everybody that's listened to my fancy Zamboni over the last season. Obviously, that's, this is the last game of the Elite League this year. We will try and carry on uh, putting out episodes. Obviously, we just need to uh, figure out the kind of content that we're going to be putting forward, so we don't know whether it's going to be weekly podcasts or not yet. Um, it depends on what we can get together. We'll also do some in Kasichi. Uh, yeah, we'll also do some stuff over Kasichi as well. Obviously, Dave and Greth are going over there. Uh, so we'll follow GB um, in Kasichi and see how they do uh, against the big boys in the uh, in the top division. Uh, but for now, yeah, thank you for everybody for listening to my fancy Zamboni. This has obviously been a bit of a different episode, but thank you, Greth. Thanks, Joe. I'm not going to say any more thank yous because you're not very nice to me. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, Dave. Thank you, Joe, and thank you for everyone who's listening over the season. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Griff. Thank you, Dave. And thank you for our guest today. Uh, it's really, really nice to have uh, more depth from different teams on, on the podcast as well. Uh, that's, that's great to have. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. Thank you very much. And then we'll also say big thank you from Mike and big thank you from Joe as well. So we'll pass it over to you guys. So thank you very much. Yeah. Cardiff. Thanks very much from Belfast. We just won a Panthers Grand Slam, so we're good with that. Thank you very much for everybody listening to another episode of My Fantasy Zamboni. Thanks a lot. <laughs>